She's Julie Roxanne. And he's Alistair. And And this this is Far Out, a podcast about stepping off the beaten path and learning to live from our center. I actually find that, like, even in simple things like the rhythm of the day, like surrendering to the limits of the day, right? Like to the to the limit of when dinner time is, right? Like life tends to be more pleasant when I'm able to do that. But I find there's a usually an infant in me that's like, no, no, I don't want to do that now, or you know, it's like, or like, no, one more time, or whatever, and yeah. It, I don't think many people would say that, that that's serving their health, right? Like yeah. it, that health is subordinate to, to progress. To progress, yeah. yeah. I think I guess that's a good way of saying it. It's like what's your what's your highest value? Well, personally, it's life. It's like oh, there's more money coming in. Objectively, it's also like I've also realized like. Maybe we don't need as much as I used to think we needed it. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, and like, yeah. you know, we've had to question some of those. We've had to look at that, and it's things. not been. A, those are not. Those were not fun conversations at all. Like, no, it's not. That's not. And they're not finished. Well, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Far Out Podcast. Welcome. It's great to have you here. As always. As always. Today we kind of start by reflecting on the you know new pace of the podcast and we move on to just generally the new pace of our life and this leads us into a conversation about embracing limits and limitations and where we've been you know reflecting and feeling all that recently because it's been very present it's been a fascinating conversation uh, it's definitely one that I'm continuing to be in dialogue with it's a it's a work in progress mm-hmm Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Good morning, Far Out people. What up, everyone? Sup? <laughs> Welcome to the Far Out Podcast, yo. <laughs> hey, it's nice to have you here today. Let's see. How do we start this? I want to talk about, I want to start with, you know, having moved to a twice a week podcast produ- twice a month podcast production yeah not uh, twice a week that'd not, be brutal that'd be awful uh that'd be the wrong direction that would uh, be the wrong direction yeah my my mom told me uh she uh she misses hearing us every week yeah which was like a, a sharp dagger to the heart oh you know? and we've had that comment from a yeah few we've people. had a few people say that and uh honestly i have to say it's kind of weird i also like as a person consuming content I feel that too. I'm like, man, we're not publishing as often and like it's sad and I'm, I miss the weekly thing. So like from from the standpoint of like what's actually being put out, I'm missing the the weekly rhythm from this end, though, from the end of I'm the person creating the content and like having to replenish the creative well. It's feeling really nice. Yeah, it feels great over here. I yeah. think the the... I sometimes miss it, even the recording piece. Like, I sometimes miss the, 
I miss it in some ways, but also it's like, oh, the time. Yeah, it's a big chunk of time we get back and uh, also some creative energy. And it makes it easier to record the podcast every other week because it allows topics and ideas to kind of recharge or build up in a more more kind of like organic way. Mm -hmm. When we're going weekly, you kind of have to like fish for them a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to develop them a little bit more. And in this way, it feels like you can kind of just cherry pick what what you want there's a little less you're not running out of topics or anything and having to keep generate yeah um you know it's interesting because i feel like this gets into a larger experiment um or shift that's been happening around limitations and and you know if we were to think about it from like the end product or almost like a factory mindset it's like oh once a week get it out like Mm -hmm. you know like make sure you're relevant and all that shit right and it's just we've been podcasting I think we have the benefit now of having podcasted so long that we don't, we do it because we really enjoy it. We like to sit around and do this. We appreciate the friendships and kind of conversations and community that arises because of this. Yeah. And I think we're pretty, like, we're pretty set in that. I'm not really too concerned about downloads. I don't, you know, or like how much reach we have. We don't, it's not a big podcast. We reach we reach the people that we're in contact with, and then maybe like one or two connections beyond that. Yeah, and that's great for us. Like this isn't we're not trying to go big here and like you know break the internet or something. Yeah. So it's I think it's a great decision because it's like yeah we're doing it for us and any creative work needs like that's kind of critical for it to stay fresh and yeah. stay good is that the creator is also is doing it maybe first and foremost for themselves. Yeah, I think there's kind of a difference, too, between, like, doing it for yourself and not caring at all about what it's, who it's reaching. But I feel like we're at that that nice... hiding. Yeah, I feel like we're in a nice intersection. And I think that, you know, again, we're two, four and a half years of podcasting. And there were moments in the journey where we really tried hard to have, like, an Instagram presence and growing the following and, like, making sure people, like, we did those audio clips to, you know, entice people to go and listen to the podcast. And honestly, these days, with with pretty much every aspect of my work these days, I'm inclined to just show up consistently, do good work, and trust that if I do good work from the heart, that the universe will have my back. Yeah. Like, I'm tired of this... The fishing, the marketing, the convincing, the grabbing attention. It, 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 I hate it as a as a consumer. I hate it. It's exhausting, first yeah. off. And and also, maybe it's just because uh, I think we both, me more than you, but both, we both suck at it. Uh, you're, yeah. you're better at it than me. I, I, I don't know if I, I, I don't think I suck. I actually think I can be good for about a week and a half before I plunge into the darkest of darkness. Yeah, yeah. There's a very big uh, energetic cost to it. And I think that's the other thing we recognize that if you want to do this long term, that kind of behavior, it just doesn't, it's short term behavior. Yeah. And, and it, every time we fall into some kind of pattern like that, it doesn't work yeah. long term. But I think, like, kind of going back, it's, like, also, you know, this podcast has been around a long time. I think podcasting weekly for four four years and now podcasting, what, for four and a half years yeah. is a pretty major achievement in anyone's book, right? Yeah. Like, that's that's pretty good. And when a project has that kind of age to it or duration, right, like, I think it has to go through transitions and shifts. Yeah. and. 
if we are to just keep it unquestioningly because we're scared, you know, of what might, how it might affect our audience or anything and not, first off, we're not going to want to do it much longer that way, right? Like you have to listen to, to what's, what's being called for, but it also doesn't give the space for it to potentially be renewed because I think we're in a period where we're like, yeah, the ethos is still there, like in, in what it's turned into. But like, I, I often look at like the podcast page and stuff like, "Mm, this could be like, this could be updated, or, yeah. you know, but I'm like, I don't really have the energy for it. Yeah. So, and not right now, but I, maybe at some point. Right. But I, I think if we don't respect the ebb and flow of mm-hmm. that creative process, especially with something this long and that it has its own life cycles, yeah, you're never going to get to that. Like maybe new, if there is one, uh, a new, you got to make room for what's next. Right. Yeah. Before, before it shows up, I think, it's something I, uh, we have a very hard time in this culture with, and I do too. It was like actually allowing things to run out their life cycle on on their own accord mm-hmm. and not like always looking to like, how does this transition create birth the next thing? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. actually actually attending, you know, the, the times where things maybe aren't so good or maybe they start to die or, or maybe yeah. they're transforming and it's kind of awkward and weird and, and you're not sure. Not good at staying with that. We often, and there's so many distractions and opportunities not to stay with that, mm-hmm. right? Like that we can think that's not a natural part of the process or that means we're doing it wrong or things like that. Yeah. I feel like we have a little bit of, you know, dare I say, a little bit of maturity as far as the podcast goes, just because we've done it for a long time and we're fairly like, you know, like we've seen a couple battles, you yeah. know, we're not doughboys on the front lines here, like running up against machine gun fire anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, and, and I think like it's been, it's, it, it has felt very nice to have more spaciousness. I miss it. I think the missing it is more, um, kind of going back to what you were saying about like limitations and limits. Like I, I think when I miss it, I just wish I could do everything. But then very quickly, because I feel like we both have learned quite hard this last year that you can't do everything, that we can't do everything at the pace, at the fastest pace. And, you know, all the superlatives, you know, like big everything. Um, Realizing that 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 is true with the podcast, too, like the, the every every work project. And so, like, whenever I find myself missing it. I don't actually miss it for long because it's not a reality for it to actually, for us to do it once a week right now. It's just not within the means of, it's not within the realm of possibility. I, I think it's not listening to kind of what what the podcast is is needing and, and also just the general reality, right? It would be like kind of staying, staying out, of, out of step with that a little yeah. bit. And yeah. whenever you do that, there's an energetic toll to that, right? And everything can kind of suffer. I mean, I, what I found is like, it's giving us a lot more space and, and the pace of life has been a bit slower, not just because of the podcast. It's because I think the the attitude yeah. and the decision that we've made here is representative of a deeper decision or a behavior shift that is, has been a result of last year, which is that you and I, in our different ways, have been extraordinarily ambitious and um, we both hit our limits in hard ways. And I think as I've been examining that for quite a while through a lot of different, with the help of a lot of different teachers and, and mentors and things, this seems like a pretty common situation. Um, it, it, this, uh, 
this ambition and lack or or disrespect for limits or lack of limits, thinking everything's possible and mm-hmm. that that kind of that that ambition and drive and stuff. And I feel like I learned it, and and you did too, the really hard way, which is like I let that kind of like ended up having ha- major crises mm-hmm. as a result, like pretty much across the board. And when I start to reflect on that, yeah, I think a lot of that was my own doing because I was pushing, I wasn't listening to a lot of things, my body, the business, you know, et cetera, or like maybe what was needed in our relationship. Yeah. It was like being attached to certain outcomes, expectations, goals, a lot of them not even mine. Yeah. As I've been examining them more, they're not mine. They're not actually what I want, but it's been hard to separate myself from them or step back from them um, because feels scary, feels risky. I think there's a lot of identity that gets infused in these goals and ambitions, and we identify ourselves as people who do that or who are that. Mm-hmm. And then it feels like a death if you step back from it too because we, we've, mis, we've misattributed what we are, who yeah. we are. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely felt like a death. Uh, for sure, in, in many ways. And I really resonate with what you just said. I also have had to look at so many things that that like ambitions and goals and 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 attitudes towards towards life that w- were not mine at all but they had been with me for so long that I was like was living out something that wasn't actually completely mine and I I I think that in in some ways you know we all inherit things from our from our family from our culture like things that are just said right like I think so much of the challenge is is like discerning what is my conditioning and what is me because the things that we're talking about that are the most troublesome you like we've internalized yeah. we don't even question them they're part of our programming yeah so it's like almost like it's almost like the neural pathways that we think by yeah you know, it's not something you can look at and be like ah yes that's oh yeah no it's it's completely it's like it becomes it's it's us but it's like it's conditioning that's been internalized as as the way right and so i think that so much of this journey of of maturing, of individuation, of like, I don't know, the spiritual path, whatever you want to call it, is sitting with all of the things that are not us and and like watching watching all of that and realizing like, man, that I really don't know who I am then. Like, because so much of the things that I was operating on are didn't feel like mine or 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 didn't f- yeah, and and Maybe they were mine in some ways because I I chose to act them out, but realizing like, wow, that really just doesn't resonate at a deeper level. I can think of one like felt sense like that maybe falls in this category to give some clues of what we're talking about. It's like over at Wild Within um, last last I've had this feeling a lot over the years where I'm like, you know, it turns out to be a lot of computer work (laughs) to work at Wild Within. (laughs) Like, and and there's a lot of times where I'll be sitting there like maybe like seven hours in to like my day on a computer inside. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not what the owner of Wild Within should be doing. Mm. Like, there's something misaligned here, you know, like with my vision for what this is. And because Wild Within is kind of like, I, I don't know, it's kind of a vision for a way of living, yeah. right? And like, and a lot of times I was trying to push that forward by not in a way that sacrifices that. Yeah. And but these were always like kind of on the, you know, it's like they're kind of like impossible feelings where you're just like, oh, what the fuck am I going to do with that? Like, yeah. And, and eh, yeah, but maybe I just need, like, you can rationalize it all sorts of ways, but it was this kind of just fuzzy, kind of 
feeling somewhere that I can't quite locate. Where I'm like, this doesn't feel right, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and uh, I can get a lot more. Uh, that's one way I, I I recall it, but like, it can get a lot more pronounced where it's obviously misaligned, right? yeah. And then and we're like almost forcing ourselves to ignore the truth, right? Or to distort reality in ways that line up with whatever our preconception is or whatever whatever we're currently um, attached to. Yeah. Um, this stuff's tricky. It's really easy. It's really, really easy to fool ourselves. Well, and I think it'll, like, there's there's no short supply of that. It'll continue to happen a lot. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, th- I think for me, it's like oftentimes the way that that happens is I go about my life thinking it's thinking I'm doing the thing that I want to be doing. And then I run into a wall and then I realize, oh, my God, so many aspects of this were misaligned. But they didn't feel misaligned when I was doing it, you know. So it's it's like it's I I I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly where I'm going with this, but I, I feel like uh, that's going to keep happening. A yeah. Lot. Yeah. I think maybe one of the things that's that's the antidote is like being humble enough to recognize that that's going on all the time right that like because i think where it gets most dangerous is where you know we're reading this book called um uh was it confronting the dragon so Mm, facing facing the dragon dragon. robert moore um it's about uh grandiosity in in spirituality and life and it was by robert moore and so he's kind of like circling around this idea of grandiosity which is in some ways um seems to me like He's kind of making a connection with it and like the seed of mo- of all evil in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. It's like these grandiose desires where we, I would say maybe we confuse or mistaken uh, a, gen- a genuine insight of God within us or us being an aspect of the divine for us being God, mm-hmm. um, us being that source. So instead of like being in connection with it, being maybe in service to it or, or, or in relationship with it, we often unconsciously identify with it and think we are it. Mm -hmm. And this is an infantile grandiosity in his words. And this leads to, uh, well, it leads to a lot of things, but it leads to like not, not expecting or appreciating or respecting any limits. Uh, It leads to uh, hubris. It leads to drive the like bad, bad kind of ambition, a lot of other things. And I can see a lot of that in this for me and especially in the not um wanting to acknowledge or really surrender to limits yeah like that was one place where my grandiosity was pretty huge it's like no i can do it i can do it all you know i'm gonna i'm gonna start a business it was great i think there's grandiosity in that too and yeah and i think life kind of slapped me a little bit and was like you know you're you're a mere mortal and that's been a painful kind of lesson to come back in touch with and it's kind of a relief and it's been very humbling. And I, I've found, you know, I've been really trying to examine the areas of my life where I think that grandiosity or that 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 lack of limits has, has permeated and, and ma- making some hard decisions around, embra- like really recognizing and uh acknowledging and and sometimes when i'm when i'm able to embracing my limits like that's really been my motto lately is embrace our, the limits of our of us being human or, or embrace my limits it's been interesting because a lot of times obviously 
if there's a limit, a lot of times I want to surpass that. Like it's not convenient for me, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's something kind of outside of myself or there's some reason I can't go beyond that. And so I have to kind of surrender, like acknowledge that and surrender to it as something beyond my control, I guess. And I actually find that like even in simple things like the rhythm of the day, like surrendering to the limits of the day, right? Like to the, to the limit of when, dinner time is right like life tends to be more pleasant when i'm able to do that but i find there's a usually an infant in me that's like no <laughs> no i don't want to do that now or you know it's like or like no one more time or whatever and yeah and um i i found even like that simple gesture of working with limits at times challenging yeah you know I feel like so much of that was was uh, highlighted during our sabbatical because all of a sudden, like we had a lot more spaciousness in the day, and it's like I had, to, it's like there was a feeling that you were discovering the fact that I had been trying to hold down some like routine of the day for for years, and you were just getting in touch with it of like the flow, and you know we now we have a space of our own that's kind of like where there's more. We're, life is a bit more predictable right now. Life is less, we're less <sighs> going to drink ayahuasca all the time, I guess, is part of what, it, honestly, well, that's been a big... we have a home that's not on wheels. That helped too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just, we're not always leaving either. Like, yeah. we have travels coming up this year, but it doesn't feel the same. It feels like for the first year of living on this land, it's felt, yeah, we were in the camper and it just felt like we were never really here. And when we were here, we were just trying to catch up on some sleep and all the work that we didn't get to do when we were uh, training and, 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 you know, studying. And so I think like, you know, the routine of the night, the, the loading of the dishwasher and the starting the dishwasher, brushing the teeth and all the things, it's like, it feels so nice to have embraced that. And I feel like they're like sort of bookends to the limits of the day. And I think that it's it's really I've been feeling that too. And it is it is hard for me too, even though even though like I think it's hard for me, especially with time. Like recently I've noticed like I've started working later in the evenings because I'm taking mornings kind of slow. And I just, I have a certain amount of things I think I can get done in like four hours. And and then I get to the end of the four hours and I have like three or four more things on my list. And I'm like, oh, I'll just cross them off real quick. And then another hour and a half has passed by and I should have used that time to make dinner. And, and then dinner's not made. And then, you know, everything then like doesn't work. Like everything kind of falls apart in the routine. There's a subtle connection between this attitude of not acknowledging limits and not caring for ourselves. Right. Because when we push our limits, like sometimes that can be healthy, right? Like there is an exploratory aspect to that that is healthy. But when we're constantly doing it out of a place of lack or out of a, a place of really not being in tune, the, our bodies take the toll of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like we put a lot of stress and and uh, under our bodies for that. It's, yeah. I think that's one thing I've been learning this last year is the cost mm-hmm. that that attitude has had on me, and and it's been cumulative. It's been building up for a very long time, and yeah. I feel like it, the ground, the floor, just fell out from under me. Instead of like recognizing those lim- like instead of recognizing those limits in a more healthy, conscious manner. I just had it all like, just boom. Here's a wall. You know, you go no further than mm-hmm. this. And in fact, take 
500 steps back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Respect it, the wall. Yeah. 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 I was just going to say, I feel like in our, in our, because of that, because of that experience where we both have encountered our limits, I, I actually, I made the joke uh, multiple times actually over this, this past year. Last spring was really like the last, I feel like some of the last like stint of that pattern of just cannot recognize limits and really just wants to go hardcore. And I had designed the spring to the spring of 2022 to meet my edge. And it definitely did. And it's hard. Like it it was, it was very, very scary. And, but I'm, I, with everything, with everything that I had to go through, I am actually really happy that I did. And I feel like, I feel like I'm now this year is starting, you know, we're recording this like mid February. It's been way slower. There's a lot less pressure. Like I can feel that my root chakra is not in permanent fight or flight. It's not, I'm not in a constant state of peace either, but like, it's like the the pressure has lowered significantly. Yeah, the quality of life. And that's been absolutely critical for me, particularly because I need to lower my stress to heal physically. Like I have a lot of physical symptoms that are because of stress and stress is this, I've had a long um, rewarding relationship with one particular doctor of mine and you know, we talk about things and it always comes down to stress. And I'm like, well, fuck. It's mm-hmm. like that one. I'm sure a lot of people can probably resonate with this. It's like, it's like, it's that one thing they say and you're just like, oh, okay, great. Well, yeah. what am I supposed to do? Sit down and meditate all day, walk <laughs> in the fucking forest until, you know, like I have to work. I have to do the things like the, you know, it's, it's hard to get a handle on that one. How, what does it mean to actually reduce my stress? Like yeah. so much of it feels outside of my control. And I've really been forced to, like, grapple with that in a serious way because it's one of the interesting things about um, some of the illnesses I've, ha- I've, been, I've been struggling with for the last year, year and a half almost now, which is that they, om- they, f- they I think they are, actually, I'll go as far as that, is I, actually, I also had a mentor present, you know, th- these, sound like, these sound like the symptoms you're experiencing is kind of analogous also to the fact that you are a symptom of the world's suffering. Mm-hmm. You are a symptom of of what what needs to be healed right now, or what what we're, what mm-hmm. we're struggling with collectively, as coming out for you in a particular way. And then your healing is the the Earth's healing. And um, I found that I found that to be a powerful perspective. Um, and I've also noticed that these illnesses almost seem to be communication methods of my body. My body's like, well, you can't fucking listen. Okay, here, let me give you a message you have to listen to, right? Mm-hmm. And if I don't listen to this one, this one was impossible not to. But between throwing out my back on a retreat and then the uh, full body rash that's like absolute fire, um, like those are those are pretty loud. I don't, I don't want to know what the next one is after yeah. that. And there were ones before that. But like both of these, what was interesting about them and continues to be is as I'm currently knock on wood getting better or kind of healing from both they still remind me when i'm pushing it too much right like my my rash will flare when i'm pushing it too much my back starts to hurt if i'm going too long in a day like they seem like incredibly intelligent mechanisms to keep my attention and keep giving me constant feedback and in that way there's been 
a pretty interesting dialogue between me and my body over the last year where I'm learning really at a very like nuanced detailed level what is actually causing my body stress because my body is so on a hair trigger right now it's so funny because you were saying earlier that your doctor was always bringing it down to stress you're like well fuck what am i supposed to do it seems like uh, your body has given you quite yeah, the blueprints to actually told, tell no but to also teach you what is stress Yeah. On a physiological level, because I think and I wanted to touch on that, actually, because I think this is something that I'm noticing as we have returned from this period of sabbatical. And we are also different people now and very committed to embracing life and work in a very different way. At least I, I can only speak for myself, but I think we both are on that same page of like, I have no interest in ever going back to what we were doing before in terms of like the attitude with which we were doing it. And I can feel that there's been a slowing down of everything. And there's an attitude of like, I am not going to make myself sick to complete projects. I have limits to the day. I have limits to my body. I even have limits, and this one's harder for me. I have limits within the day. So it's like, for instance, let's say I'm working like five hours, which I also want to circle back to that. But let's say I'm working like five hours I only have like two really good hours, probably two to three where I'm like really sharp and kind of can like generate, you know, copy or like write content or whatever. After that, it's going to be kind of little tasks that I can kind of check off without a lot of mental power. And that one is harder for me to gauge because I like to it's it's like. I want it to be more linear than that. And so it's like, ah, five hours, I'm going to do the five hours. And I think uh, this is one of the things that's hard when you work for yourself and in your home because there's no clear delineation. And also like our work is our is, is a lot of our life and vice versa. So like the, the boundaries are kind of blurry. But I was going to say on the like, I notice when I'm saying this on the podcast that like I'm, I work five hours, like I actually don't know, but I think that's about right. Like most of my days are probably, well, not most of my days, but there are days where I work only, you know, four hours, five hours, and there are days where I work more. I notice uh, shame in saying that out loud on the podcast, because for most people, like the norm is you work Monday through Friday and you work like, I don't know, 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week. Like what, I don't know what the norm is in the US. I don't think there's as much of a norm, but I can say that in France, you work at least 40 hours a week, 35 if you're lucky. And that's, and if, if you work 35 hours a week, it's because you have a government job and people are going to kind of look down on you. And I think that we live in a culture The, like the general Western culture that is like exporting itself everywhere is so not into limits. Like oh, it's yeah, all yeah. about pushing the limits. It's all going further. Well, what's the word for this? There, there's a word. I'm wondering if you can guess it right now because I think Capitalism? there's progress. Progress. Everything is done under the yeah, progress. For But if progress. You, you can, like if you look at that word for a little while and the way it's used. It looks to me a lot like a growth. Uh, yeah, an organization. Like it looks to me like an entity or some energy cancer. that is not going to recognize any kind of limit on on its on its growth. Like cancer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. Uh, but it is. I'm what I'm. What I am noticing in returning to the world and in collaborating with other people, and also just like yeah, just collaborating with humans. Like we're we're working, and we're building projects that require other people. I am noticing the ways 
that my I'm I'm expected to show up different ways because of how other people might be working, right? Yeah. You know, it's like that person works 10 hours a week or 10 hours a day and doesn't count. And then I'm like, oh, I don't schedule meetings before 11 in the morning. Like, that's not always true, but I tend, I try to do that. I yeah. try to, because I need to sleep in. <laughs> that's just who I am. And like, I think another example is that is sleep. I think a lot of people, a lot of people who have like more standard jobs, like, I don't know, seven hours is a good night of sleep, six hours, maybe six hours is a little short, but like seven, eight hours is a good night of sleep. I sleep eight hours, like three or four nights in a row, and I need to stop like yeah. pretty fast. So and like a part of me thinks that a part of me feels a lot of shame around that because I feel like it means I am flawed. When in fact, I think it's just like... I think it's a healthier rhythm of work, right? Like, And I think most people would agree that the way it's set up in the U.S., which, you know, 40 hours is a minimum for a lot of people. And a lot of times it, it can get 80 to 100, um, depending on what your And then no is. vacation ever. Yeah, or, or, or you have plenty of vacation, but you can never use it. It, I don't think many people would say that, that that's serving their health, right? Like yeah. it, that health is subordinate to, to something, progress. To progress. Yeah. yeah. I think I guess that's a good way of saying it. It's like what's your what's your highest value? Well, personally, it's life. I, I mean, I, I think you know it's also hard because the way you paint that picture is not totally it's it's not totally true because you can't really look at it that just that way either. About like, oh, well, she only works five hours today. It's like I know what our work our work life like. You said the boundaries are are blurry. And in a way, you know, yeah, maybe we clock in like five hours, but in another way, like the work never leaves. No, like we're hashing no. things. A lot of it's conceptual. We ended up having a conversation that was work related until like nine 30 yesterday. Because we like it. Too. I know. Like and I also it. had to be like, dude, it's fucking nine 30. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. So but, should... but they, they happen. They, they happen naturally. The, yeah. They happen naturally. And they happen when, like when the inspiration strikes sometimes. And, we're constantly kind of developing those, exploring those, mm -hmm. you know, and and that's not knowing we're not clocking that, yeah. you know, like that. I think the work we're clocking is like admin, you know, communications, like yeah. hand, like when we're on. But like in some ways, uh, this is merged a lot. Where you know, I think someone coming in who is fresh and like okay, self-employed, gonna work. Five, no, you you have to. I think integrate it into your life. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, that's going to feel like pretty much working all the time. Yeah. But like over time, it's it's just part of the way of life. And luckily, I think it's aligned enough for us that 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 works. Yeah. But I think it would be misleading for anyone on the outside if you told them you worked five hours a day, because it's really I'm not sure yeah. that their idea of that would yeah, be accurate yeah. to what your reality is. Plus I'm I'm also recognizing like 5 hours, you know, if I were to actually look at the the last few days for me it's probably more than that, but I also I think that uh what I was trying to share with this is is how how different it's feeling in this beginning of this year and how fragile uh, balance it feels and how much we have to tend to it every day and I'm just like continuing to commit to like not going too hard and I think the biggest thing for me the biggest realization has been that like especially when you work on project-based things that in that choir there's like a certain deadline by which a lot of work has to be done so it's like you have like maybe two or three months where you need to do a lot of work and then there's a deadline by which it needs to be finished 
to launch or to start or to, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And I think these days I'm more inclined, I'm inclined to give myself like plenty more time, like because, because days happen, because like, I also, I'm trying to listen to myself at a way deeper level. So like, for instance, a practice that I've started doing, which I'm, I'm actually very happy with is that I am not tracking my menstrual cycle in the same way that I used to, but I am tracking it in a much more integrated way. I feel like, which is that it's on my Google calendar. I have, I've marked the days of my cycle. So I have like day one, day 14, day 21, and like day seven, day, day, day 14, day 21. And then I know days 26 is probably when I'm going to bleed. And so I, on my calendar in red, I mark those days as like, don't fuck around. Like, don't, I don't know when I'm going to actually bleed, but like those days I need to be able to have minimal amounts of work and to be able to bail. Like usually those are the days where I'm going to do the commitments that are like meetings or things like that. And then I'm not going to do more work. I love this example because that's such a great example of limits, particularly an inconvenient limit in a lot of ways, particularly for, you know, the way we work, yeah. you know, and I, I knew a lot of women who got on birth control and basically trained their bodies to be, to work with the more. To be male bodies. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Well, I don't even think oh, it's good on, for men either. No, but, no, no. <clears throat> but, uh. Yeah, it's like, I think, because that kind of gets at the crux of it, which a lot of times these limits are inconvenient, right? Or at least they feel that way to our ego. I think they're that. inconvenient and they're inconvenient with the way work is set up everywhere else, basically. They are, and, but they're also inconvenient to parts of myself, like yeah. to the desiring part of myself, yeah. to the striving part of myself, to the, you know, like, if if I look in, it's not just an outward thing that they're yeah. inconvenient yeah. to. Like, yeah. I don't want to, like, I, I think as is outward, also inward. Right. Like, and I oftentimes don't want to acknowledge that or plan around my own versions of mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and I've been, that's been more of an intentional practice that, you know, I'm, it's kind of clumsy, but I'm trying to, uh, to really, like you said, you know, when there's that extra hour, hour and a half of work and you're like, okay, let me just get down the checklist. Right. Like, I want to get this done or whatever. I'm trying to be like, nope cut it off. There's tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, like if this doesn't get done by then, because there's an aspect of also, I think if we start to acknowledge and recognize our limits in a, in a serious way, we have to get better at prioritizing because we can't be so lazy and mm -hmm. undisciplined in our priorities because we realize we actually have limited resources. We can't say yes to it all. We can't put it all on the board, right? Like yeah. we have to say, we have to say no to ourselves and to other people and actually get real. And, and that's actually a way to get a fuck lot more done. Like, and also for it to be fairly satisfying what gets done, I think. Yeah. And, but it's, it's a lot of times it's looked like stopping or taking, you know, good chunks of breaks during the day. Or, you know, if something comes up that, that um, is important, but is off task, you know, maybe, maybe honoring that. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, I, it has meant that things are going at a bit of a slower pace, but in some ways it also feels like more sure, more steady. Yeah. And like, what I think has also surprised me about this already, which is like a really short amount of time to start already feeling this. If you, if you think we took a sabbatical, which is like a reset, I think in a lot of ways, yeah. and we weren't like completely off, but like I would say 70% off. Then we've come back and we're only a month and a half into that. 
after sabbatical and it already feels like i feel like that forced us to make some kind of tough decisions about what we're going to scrap what we weren't going to pursue we cut out a lot of stuff we're like no that's not happening that's not happening this you know podcast every other week Mm -hmm. all these things some of those were tough but then the other side of that that was space and Mm -hmm. some energy and like like in like a, a better quality of life around that like and i've noticed that i'm enjoying being here i don't want to be somewhere else a yeah. lot of that like ignoring limits is because like i want to get somewhere else i want to get somewhere mm-hmm. else i don't want to be here like you know and yeah. i've noticed like as i've done this it's like all of a sudden i'm happy to be here there's not so much anywhere to get to yeah. it's just continue like being continuing to be here and and do the things like and yes that's also come with a little bit more financial stability that that started to materialize for us yeah. this year so that that's been part of it as well but i think that i think yes and i also think that you know going back to these conversations the conversation we were having earlier about the conditioning and like what's ours what's not like the kind of the way ambition drives us and all of that. I also think that you and I have done a lot of work at looking at some of the um, inherited beliefs around money that, that, that we, that how much we need to have or what we need to have or how it needs to happen. And I feel like this year, I, yes, the financial picture is looking different, but it also is feeling different because I'm letting it feel different. Yeah. Yeah, there's a different, you know, there's a there's a nuance there. It's not just like, oh, there's more money coming in objectively. It's also like I've also realized, like, maybe we don't need as much as I used to think we needed it. Yeah, that's part of it. And like, you know, we've had to question some of those. We've had to look at that. And it's not been those are not those were not fun conversations at all. Like, it's not that's not. And they're not finished. None of this is finished. I think I think one thing I'm recognizing is that, you know, and he points this out, Robert Moore, in the book that I was referencing is like grandiosity, like. It's not like you deal with it and yeah. then you're done. Yeah, yeah. Like you're always dealing with it and it's, you're recognizing you're that. always a spiritual warfare. With yeah. Yeah. There, there, that this is, and there's, there's great power from that as well. If, if we learn to be in relationship with it, mm-hmm. right. Because it can be regenerating, but when we identify or, or identify with it, when, when we're consumed by this kind of infantile grandiosity, that creates a lot of, a lot of problems. And it's been interesting this year so far, like the pace, everything, and it's been conducive. Like I'm seeing in some ways it's, it's, it's bizarre because it actually feels, it's almost paradoxical, but, and, and it's, I feel like it's almost dangerous to say because the egoistic aspect that I knew if I listened to this a year ago would latch onto this and mm. then co-opt it for its own scheme, which would then make it not effective. But, mm-hmm. but it's like, actually having an attitude shift here and actually embracing limits, recognizing them and like whatever this jujitsu move that we're seemingly managing to do Mm -hmm. slowly, it is actually a way they, in some ways you end up transcending your limits or you, Mm -hmm. you you (laughs) You sneaky little pooch. I know, I know (laughs) it's dangerous to say that, but like, because it's actually, but it's this feeling of like, okay, when I, when I recognize these things and then I allow myself to be limited by them, it's not just this linear thing. Things come out the side door and the back door mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, like the whole thing, the blob of my life kind of shifts a little bit and it changes yeah. to actually accommodate and be shaped by that limit. But that energy then goes other places 
where it's more appropriate. Mm. And what I'm experiencing from that one is a lot of surprise and like kind of uh, uh, just kind of being like pleasantly like just surprised by the ways my life. Yeah, delighted is a good word. And also a sense already a month and a half to this year of like, whoa, our life feels a lot more aligned than it was even six months ago. Like things, everything we're doing feels like, feels like it's kind of on target. And when that happens, it feels like it's pretty rooted. It's pretty grounded. And it has a certain, it has a certain, um, heaviness. Or like, yeah. like, 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 yeah. mass, 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 mass to it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that feels good, and it's and like uh, you know those. You know, I don't feel locked into some of those old patterns where you know those toys where it's like kind of a, it's like a little, it, it looks like a bowling uh, thing, and then the bottom is weighted such that it's like it moves with yeah, the yeah. weight. Like, do you know what I'm yeah. talking about? I really, I like that you it's more shared. staying power. Yeah, yeah, I like. That you shared that I can feel the uh, the grandiosity in the back of your eyes being like ah. <laughs> See, like, like this is why you always have to recognize it's there. Yeah, yeah. Like and not try to use. You have to really actually somehow come to terms with with. with I, I should speak for myself. I've had to come to terms with my own limits in an authentic way. I can't game this. No. To like then get past them. No, no. They're, it's going to. I think. I think what you're trying to say, or what you're saying, the way that it registers in my body is is like you have to embrace limits. To the transcend is not the right word. If you embrace the limits, then you love the limits. Like embrace and embrace is, is you, you become one. You put your arms around it and you become one with it. And when you recognize that the limits are not out there, they're within, then they don't become this obstacle. They just become part of the process. So in some ways, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, I think maybe the way that's how it lands for me I, in I'm, my body. I'm confused by your imagery of embracing and surrounding your limits. That sounds like. <laughs> it, where, are you trying to joke? <laughs> yeah, it's a very, it's like a, it's like an impossible thing well, to get around your. I, I was just going, I was, you use the word embrace. I'm just and, messing with you. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm. There's a there's the etymology yeah. of embracing. That's what it means. Like abrazo is like I'm putting my arms around. Fair enough. That embrasser. That's what it means. I, I think it's recognizing our limits are part of us, not something preventing us. Exactly. From being, and then, know. but then when you do when, but then when I do that, I feel. I think when you use the word presence, it 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 is how it feels. It feels like I'm present. It feels like I'm here and. I don't, I can kind of marvel and delight at all the opportunities to show up and do things. And then also like marvel at the fact that, you know, I, I started bleeding two days ago and then I, the, the, on day two, I just stayed in bed until 11 a.m. and didn't, and didn't even shower until like 12. That, it's like kind of woo way, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. It's, it's there's the, an effortlessness to it. We, I, we, we're like water. We go, we kind of move with things, but the, but the thing that's constantly tough with this is like the ego want, wants to set the course. And this is like really subjugate, like pulling that back mm-hmm. and allowing other forces mm-hmm. to to have a say in the matter. Right. And yeah. to to respect those as also almost your equals. Yeah. Right. Like uh, maybe even your equals or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And, and I think um, so it's like. 
it's very hard to get out of that that ego mind and and not and not, and it's so tricky in all the different ways. Well, it will always find ways to make to you know. But to, but to, if we if we if we kind of go with this philosophy that we're trying to sketch out here that we're discovering for ourselves, I feel like this is such a beautiful path of self discovery and maybe one that a lot of ancients like and and wisdom traditions point to in some or hint at or explicitly say, which is like. When as we run up, our, we we can approach our limits instead of them being the adversary. Mm-hmm. You know, they become the teacher. Mm-hmm. It turns out to be exactly. Let me give a example of this that I've been kind of actually stewing on for the last few days. Like Wild Within, last year at the very beginning of the year, we'd had a fair amount of success, and we were seeing the line go up. You know, and we're like, all right, we'll just do more. Like we're just going to do more. <laughs> And then we're going to, like, it's going to be great. And it didn't go that way at all, right? We did more and got less. And, and like, it was things got out of whack for a little while. really complicated. But, but, but we've managed to stay with it and listen to the lessons in that, right? Mm-hmm. I, and th- I think we've managed to respond. It's taken some time and a lot of tears and blood and sweat, all of those for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 uh, but it's like, in a way, I can feel it. And I can see it as wild within telling us it's like, or the universe telling us how to let wild within grow. Yeah. It's actually, it's, there is a way and I'm not able to stay here forever. And on some, some areas of my life, I can't stay there at all, mm-hmm. but there is a way to look at it all and realize that the limit is actually a signpost that is pointing you to the way it will work, to the way it can grow, or to the way, whatever, right. The way of, I don't. I don't know exactly what to call it. Uh, yeah. uh, of coming, of of emerging, or whatever. You know, limits not blocking you from it. There's actually a way that it's telling you where you're. You've got off track, or maybe where to make a right instead of a left. Yeah. Or, and and I I have this very visceral sense right now as I've been thinking about this of like looking at all the failures and struggles in Wild Within over the last four years now, and and realizing that these have if if, if when I'm willing to actually be with reality as it is, which is painful, and also uh, kind of evaluate or observe all the my ego desires that are not appropriate. When I'm willing to like do the hard work of trying to to recognize those and and kind of push put them to the side mm-hmm. and be with like truth, it's actually telling me what to do next. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then, and then there's the, the component that's hard is often like, I might not want that, or I I might be scared of that. Right. Or, or like I have to do my own inner work because maybe what's being suggested is not what I had planned or it's not what I wanted, like all these things. Right. And so then I, then there tends to be work I have to do to kind of be able to do that. I mean, there was a time where doing a podcast was uncomfortable, right? Like there was a time where like leading events like all sorts of events at wild within like leading retreats is the last thing i thought i wanted to do you know mm. and it's it's one of the primary things we do like there's a lot of inner work that has to go with that i think but yeah it's mm. been i like that i like the i and i think just to maybe further illustrate what you were just saying what we're seeing with this year already so early in the year is that with the embracing of limits and that like slowing way down. First of all, with the slowing down, there almost feels like there's a slow motion thing that happens where you are a lot more precise because 
everything is happening in slower motion so I can kind of like I don't know be you more intentional stop the, yeah the exactly dodge the bullets, dodge the bullet. yeah, yeah exactly like the, yeah yeah obviously we're going to the matrix with this but yeah yeah that 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 is kind of what I'm trying to get at and also what we're seeing and I've heard one of our mentors say that to me about her experience this year and I'm feeling that it's happening to us too it's like all of a sudden everything that we have said that we kind of wanted to do but didn't know exactly how we were going to make it happen people are reaching out to us and saying hey are you guys offering this because i really want to do this with you and then we're like uh fuck yeah we've been thinking about this for like a year but didn't know how to make it happen and it's and so it's like this this way of it's almost like uh it's almost like we're because we're not so driven we're allowing life to meet us and to kind of... It's like if you're driving in a car at 70 miles an hour, no one else can, like, contact you from the outside, right? Yeah, you're, like, yeah. you're on a purpose, you're getting yeah, wherever yeah, you're going. Yeah, exactly. But if you're going at, like, a, you know, a pretty lackadaisical pace on, like, maybe uh, a bike or maybe you're walking, yeah, right? Like, yeah. uh, there's a lot more interesting things can happen. Yeah, yeah. It's been the story. Yeah. Well, I think we should embrace the limit of this podcast episode now. We should do that. And, you know, before we stop, I do want to say, because we have, I think this is, um, we might have announced it between the last two episodes or between the last one and this one. But um, our May retreat is officially open for enrollment. Oregon Awaken. It's going to be out here in the rainforest yeah. uh, where we live. It's a beautiful, beautiful, sacred spot. Um, and this retreat has been one of our most popular ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's happening. It's the, I think it'll be the first weekend of May. We're also going to be, um, offering some combo beforehand. Yeah. And I think what I, I just want to also say this actually before we wrap. We've got to, before you, before. No, you, I was, I'm st it's okay. still on that topic. I was just going to say we have a dream on. team, I think, of uh, facilitators yeah. and, and things kind of planned. You can check out the wildwithin.org and go to the Oregon Awaken to see more. Yeah. But Spots uh, are filling up. Yeah, they are. And I love that. I love they are. I love that they are. And I don't feel like we've been, you know, striving too hard. Um, but I, d I did want to mention it. And also kind of this is this is still along the same lines. I feel like a lot of our attitude at Wild Within has been slowing down and offering less retreats because we can't offer more. Like it's too energy consuming. We're, we're like it, it, it doesn't feel right to try to do like five retreats this year. But we're offering just a select few, and Oregon is one of them. And it's always an honor to receive people on the land that we live on. And I think that the land and the forest was a huge reason why last year's Oregon retreat went so fantastically yeah. well. And we do have a epic lineup of facilitators, and I think I'm excited for it. I'm so excited for it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you are interested, uh, you can go check it out. We'll leave the link in the show notes, but otherwise you can go at the wildwithin.org to uh, see what's what and see if you want to join us. This is your invitation to get a little far out. And thank you for being here. Thank you, listener. We love you. We love you very, very much. It's always a pleasure to show up and share our musings. If you'd like to support this podcast, there's a few ways you can. The first is... Uh, you can purchase cacao from us. Mm. We have an affiliate link in the show notes where you can get some 
Beautiful raw cacao is the same cacao we use often for our cacao ceremonies and drink on the daily, although、mm-hmm. not so much lately. Yeah.、Um, we have drank it on the daily for, for years. years. <laughs> and it supports a good cause.、Uh, um, it's fair trade and all that jazz. You can also sign up to be a patron at patreon.com slash thefaroutcouple. Shout out to every and all patrons, past, present, and future.、Yeah. It really means a lot. And We appreciate your support, whether it is for years or two months or one month.、Yeah. It's always a joy. We're always touched、yeah. uh, when you choose to support this project.、Yeah. And the final way is you can leave a review for us、um, at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Yeah.、Uh, we love to read those out on the show when we get them. And、uh, we'll give you a shout out. Yeah.、Time. I think that's it. Yeah. See you next week. No, no. See you in two weeks. See you in two weeks. Yeah.